Ladies and gentlemen, food scarcity globally is exploding at a rate that we haven't seen in decades. And no, I'm not just talking about developing nations anymore, although I will talk about that shortly in the video where we don't just have three or four food emergencies now, we have more than a dozen food emergencies around the world. Not only that, in Western nations where typically we've always been fairly stable with food, there are a lot of warnings coming out now, not just from the government, but also other organizations, the United Nations, the World Bank as well, the CEO, the, the, the head guy, shall we say, at the World Bank has just done an interview talking about this crisis that is on the way with food. I've been doing my own research over the last few days. I've been tracking all sorts of things from inflation through to food banks, through to food scarcity in Western developed nations by um, income group, by age group, by state, by country. And it is very, very alarming. I'm gonna show you a couple of these things today then. So we'll just jump straight into it on the shared screen. We now wanna welcome David Malpass, president of the World Bank. Welcome back to Face the Nation. Thank you very much. There's also shortages, there's inflation, uh, and, and the food shortages for the poorer countries are becoming a significant concern, they already are. But you're also describing a recipe for global instability. When there's not enough food that, uh, for, for weaker countries, poorer countries, that, that causes uh, instability and it's a big factor in the turnover of governments. Food crisis will be at least a three-year problem. A three-year problem. What time horizon do you put on the food crisis and the energy crisis. Uh, the fertilizer isn't being made. You know, fertilizer comes, a, a, a giant source of fertilizer is from natural gas uh, through the ammonium channel. And that's just not happening. So a lot of the world is shutting down for lack of fertilizer. And then those shortages of crops will last for multiple years. Are we at crisis? We're at crisis and we see more countries falling in one by one. Okay, so there you have it right there. This is the head of the World Bank. This is no longer, um, you know, conspiracy or anything like that. This, this is these people, politicians, leaders, talking about this on mainstream media channels. They are telling you now, they are warning you, and they're warning everybody else that we are going to have food shortages. Now let's head over to the United States Census Bureau then. And this is pretty alarming. These are the states that have food insecurity or food scarcity at the moment. And you can see this dark green area is growing and growing and growing. And it's not just the states that you would typically assume. Now we're seeing even California, we're seeing Texas, we're seeing a lot of other more wealthy states where there is food scarcity. If you wanna look any of this data up, just head over to the census.gov and you can see all of this. It is pretty concerning. Now, what does all of this mean? Inflation means longer lines at food banks. Uh, Americans are turning to food banks for help in the face of rising food crisis. Some 55% of the 200 food banks in the Feeding America network say donations of food are down at the same time pandemic relief programs, including a river of government purchased food for distribution to the poor, are winding down 
too. I'm going to talk also about the UK and then we're going to look at all the global issues here as well. But let's just get into this first because it all ties together. Congress should increase mandatory annual funding for the Emergency Food Assistance Program, TFAP, to $450 million and earmark $200 million a year for distribution costs. Now, of course, there is pushback on uh, all this additional emergency funding, etc. But here's what I find uh, ironic, I guess we can say. Countries like the US and the UK and a lot of other wealthy nations, they can find billions billions of dollars or pounds or euros is what it's going to be for things like bombs and bullets to send to you know Ukraine and the like and other war they can spend billions on war in fact trillions when you look at Afghanistan Iraq and some of the others but yet they can't find a hundred million or two hundred million for a food program for their citizens that tells you that something is very, very wrong in this world when we now operate at this sort of level. This article is out of Ohio in the US then. Fewer food donations are coming in because food is more expensive and the cost to purchase food to distribute is spiking as well. So you've got a double hit here. You have the cost of food going up and you have gasoline, diesel, other fuels for vehicles going up. Uh, last year, the food bank spent around $2 million on food to supplement donations. They expect to spend at least double that this year just to keep up. So you can see double that cost. In Ohio, the State Association of Food Banks is asking the governor for $183 million in American Rescue Plan Act funds to help hedge against the financial pressures food banks are facing. All we can tell them is that we're doing everything we can, but it's a heartbreaking situation when we know families are going hungry. Over to the UK then, I pulled this data off the Trussell Trust. Uh, this is a trust that I actually support, uh, and I would say to uh, all of you really, if you are in a fortunate position and you do have excess food or you have a large pantry that you rotate a lot uh, and you do have some food that may be coming up to expire in the next few months um, and, and you can spare food or you can spare funds, I would definitely recommend um, helping out some of these food banks if it is within your budget. Because I can tell you how this is going to go. This is only going to get worse and the governments, although they have got all of this money for war and, and other measures, shall we say. When it comes to food, historically, when you look at the data and you look at history, they don't often put in the money that is required to help to feed the hungry. So that's why, I, I mean, personally, I can't speak for you or what you should do, but with any excess money that I have, I definitely help out food banks. So this is the Trussell Trust then in the United Kingdom. And you can see this it shows the number of emergency food parcels given by food banks in the Trussell network between 21 and 22. And it is huge. I mean, the numbers that were given out. And you can see this sort of spike here if we get in a little closer. Uh, compared to this time five years ago, the need for food banks in our network has increased by 81 percent. I mean, that is huge. You can see how this was climbing even before we went into lockdowns over the last sort of year and a half, two years. And this is what happened during that period of 2020 to 21. This exploded. So food bank usage exploded. But you would expect with all the stimulus and all the money that's been produced that this would have come down 
uh, past the, the sort of this 1.9 million uh, number here, but no, it's still sat at 2.1 million. So all you have to do, you don't need all the data, just look at the number when it comes to the food banks, and that tells you how the economy is doing. Now, up to 811 million people go to bed hungry every night. The number of those facing acute food insecurity has more than doubled. A total of 50 million people are facing emergency levels of hunger in 45 countries. In just two years, the number of severely food insecure people has increased by more than 200 million from 135 million. So this is up to now 345 million people across 82 countries. This is huge. And what else are we seeing? We saw Sri Lanka. We're also seeing Ecuador now rising up. A lot of other developing nations. And what's happening in uh, Venezuela? But this is how it ends up. We won't uh, watch the whole video here, but this is what actually happens. You get groups of starving people that just go on the rampage and they'll get whatever food they can. That was a cow they were chasing there, and uh, you can probably guess how the video ends. Other news that we've just had out, uh, China Northeastern Black Soil Grain Field is alarmingly depleted. This is on top of their, their failed harvest over the last year or two, so it's not looking good out of China either. What else do we have? We have Ukraine is not looking good, uh, Russia not exporting the way it was. Um, BBC News here, food bills are set to soar by £380 this year. The cost of living crisis, people cut back on food shopping as price rises bite. Nearly half of adults surveyed by the ONS, which is the Office for National Statistics of the United Kingdom, said they had bought less food in the past fortnight due to higher prices. Now, I thought this was quite interesting how all these supermarkets keep saying that, now let me read this out to you. Some shoppers are asking cashiers to stop scanning items when the till total hits £30 as they try to cut costs and also switching to budget ranges. That seems a strange number to me, that all of these shoppers are coming in and saying, oh, when you get to £30, just, just stop. What, what, what is this magic number 30 pounds? It just seems very strange. Like it seems like pre-programming to me. Um, also switching to budget ranges. Well, here's the thing. If people are only, you know, got 30 pounds as a budget anyway, they were probably already using budget ranges. So this just seems very strange because I keep seeing this paragraph in all sorts of different media, not just from one supermarket, but multiple supermarkets saying the same thing. It seems to me like this is uh, some sort of pre-programming here. Uh, many customers are buying down, particularly with food, choosing value range items where they might previously have bought premium goods. Rising costs of groceries then, you can see over the last year, uh, this is quite a good sort of interactive chart here, shows you all the different prices, uh, uh, poultry, chicken, duck, yeah, we know that's up more than 13%. But I mentioned there are food crises all around the world there. Afghanistan, 22.8 million people. The DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo. We have Ethiopia, 13 million people. Haiti, a million people. Myanmar, 14.4 million people. 
Northeastern Nigeria, 8.7 million people. Sahel, 12.7 million. Somalia, 6 million. Southern Madagascar, 1.47 million. Sudan, more than 18 million. I mean, this is huge in, in Sudan. South Sudan, another 8.3 million. Syria, 12.4 million. And Yemen, again, a big one, up to 19 million people. Now, the other thing that I find quite annoying at the moment is uh, these messages coming out from the government saying uh, that all of these greedy unions, trade unions trying to cripple the country because they want more money. They're asking for outrageous sums of money and, and all of this. Well, some of them are only asking for a 5% pay rise. Some of them are asking for 7%, some for 8%. I mean, it ranges. There's, there's a broad range at the moment of not just unions, uh, you know, love or hate unions. I'll leave that to you but even individual employees, and we're having politicians, we're having the Bank of England governor and, you know, Fed, people at the Fed and ECB coming out and saying some outrageous things like these employees are trying to be greedy and they're trying to get too much money. Uh, these unions are trying to get too much of a pay rise. Well, hold on a moment. Why is it okay for these people that I just mentioned, the government people and, and the, the central bankers, why is it okay for them to have pay rises, right? Oh, inflation's so high, we need to keep up our expenses. We need, why is it okay for them to have all these pay rises? But now when regular people who need the pay rises for the inflation, why is it now a big problem? And why are they, you know, greedy for asking for pay rises to, they're not even asking for pay rises that meet inflation a lot of the time. They're just asking to offset a lot of that inflation. Whereas the people who don't need it, these, you know, very wealthy people, they're the ones that, again, again, we are, it's a broken system now. I know I keep saying this, I'm like a broken record saying it, but we're living in a broken system where, as I said earlier, we've got billions for bombs and bullets and, and everything else, but we haven't got millions for food for our own people. We haven't got money for our own soldiers who are homeless and on the street, ex-military, but yet people come in from other countries and they're given four-star hotels. It just doesn't make sense. And this is why I keep saying I'm very worried about the world. I'm very worried that we're going into a huge collapse. And I think it's already started with everything over the last two years. It's now moving into the monetary side, so a monetary collapse and also the food aspect as well. We're gonna see a major issue with food as a result of fertilizer, um, crop failures, weather changes. This is gonna be severe. It's not gonna end well, my friends. Uh, so thanks for watching today. I'll see you again tomorrow. Take care, God bless.